Hello and welcome to Inside the Admissions Office, your one-stop shop for expert advice on the smart way to get in. My name is Kayla and each episode I'll bring you an interview with a former admissions officer, a graduate of a top college, or an admissions expert. These interviews will take you inside the admissions office and will be full of behind-the-scenes knowledge, first-hand experiences, and application tips that will help you get into your dream school. If you'd like to chat with one of these experts, you can sign up for a free consultation at the link in the description of this episode. But before you do that, let's hear from Pia Sani, a graduate coach from Brown, about the summer before senior year. Hi, Pia. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Great. Well, like I said, very excited to have you here to talk about uh, the summer before senior year. So obviously summer is happening. It's in full swing for some students. Other students might be just wrapping up their year. Uh, but this is you know, a huge time for seniors to start working on college applications, to start planning. So I wanted to talk to you, a counselor for students, about how students can really kind of take advantage of this time. It sounds great. Awesome. So I'd love to just start by kind of just talking about why we're even talking about this. So why, you know, I say it's important, but why is it important? Um, why, is, why is it an important time for seniors and why do students, you know, need to be productive and kind of get stuff done during this time? Sure. Um, well, I think it's really important for students because if you thought you were busy during junior year, the first semester of senior year is by far the worst. Um, you are going to have everything that you did junior year. So challenging classes, keeping up with your extracurriculars. And on top of that, you have to apply to all your schools and get your applications in order. So that's why the summer is so important to stock up and like get all the work done as much as possible in the summertime. So that come fall, you can kind of take a deep breath, submit your applications, maybe edit them as they go along and feel like a lot more in control overall. Um, and your quality of work will just be better too. The more time you give yourself to do a college application, um, the better it'll be, essentially. Yeah, definitely. This is not a great time to procrastinate. If you're a procrastinator, it's not uh, the best time to kind of be leaving things to the last minute. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, procrastination is totally the enemy for application season. Um, and I think, you know, having good time management skills, having good organizational skills, those are probably the things that are gonna help you the most in application counseling or an application season, like in writing your application, because it's not even so much that you have to be the world's best writer starting out, but you have to give yourself time in order to write your personal statement, to go through multiple drafts, to do multiple revisions and all those things. So basically you can make all your mistakes and work on it during the summer and then hopefully by the fall everything will be in much better shape and ready for submission. Right, definitely because like you said senior year is very busy so between all of your classes and the stuff you're doing after school you're just not going to have as much time to sit down and think about your essays or edit them or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. So how much should students really be working on this? So obviously there is technically still time, obviously several months before uh, even the early applications are due. So how much of their applications should students be aiming to actually finish during the summer? 
That's a great question. I mean, I think ideally in a perfect world, you try to get as much done as possible. You'd get everything done if you could, but that's unlikely. Um, mm -hmm. I think what you want to do first and foremost is to be doing school research, um, which means that you need to be looking at all the schools that you're interested in, exploring them in great detail. Um, you need to start and have a completed activities list by the end of the summer. So for your common application, you'll have 10 activities that you list and five honors and they should all be in really good shape. Um, and it takes longer than you would think because they give you very limited character count. So you wanna make sure every single letter basically counts in there. Um, and that takes time. You'll have to edit it and revise it, maybe have a friend look at it and cut it down for you too, um, all those things. So getting your activities and honors list, school research, those are the two big priorities. And then the third is the personal statement. Like you wanna get the personal statement started. You want to start brainstorming potential ideas. You might write a couple of drafts, hate it, switch to a totally different topic. You need to give yourself the time and space to write. Um, and if you can get those three big things done, then by August 1st, when supplemental essay prompts are released, then A, you'll have an understanding of what schools you want to apply to, so you need to know what essay questions are required. Um, and then B, you can start answering those supplemental essays. Um, and I think a lot of the work that you, the more work you do towards the beginning, the better and easier those supplemental essays will also be later on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just like we already said, getting as much done in the beginning as you can. Um, so obviously, like you said, supplemental essays and that kind of specific stuff doesn't come out until August. But right now, if people are listening to this, you know, the week this episode comes out, it is, you know, mid-June, late June. What should students start doing now? And could you kind of walk me through, okay, so this is mid-June, and then what should sh focus kind of shift to in July, kind of laying out that timeline? Right. So in mid-June, I would say you should be doing school research and starting your activities list. So start drafting your activities list. Add in all the activities you've done in high school. Um, put in as much detail as possible in the beginning. Don't hold back because you want to make sure that the key points are getting across to the admissions officer who's reading that. Um, you, and you want to focus on less on what the organization did or what you as part of the or what the team did, but you want to focus what you did as an individual member of that team. So like if you are on, um, you know, the crew team, like what did you do as a member? Even if you didn't have a leadership position, like you weren't the captain, that's totally fine. But you need to talk about what you did as a member on that team. So you attended weekly practices, you did condition, maybe you led conditioning um, and so once you have kind of your 10 honors and you might have, I mean, 10 activities, sorry, and you might have more than 10 activities. If you do add them all in, look at them and see like, which ones are the most, A, like the most, what the ones that are kind of most important to me, um, B, the ones that are maybe the most unique. So like something that's a little bit more unusual. Um, and then like, see also where did you spend the most time like i think there's a tendency for every high schooler in ninth grade to sign up for like every club possible just to try them out and just be like okay well maybe i like this and then they cut it out completely come 10th grade so you don't need to have all the 20 clubs that you joined in ninth grade listed um just pick the ones that are the most meaningful um, both to you and in terms of like actual displaying your leadership displaying kind of something different about you as well all that so you want to have those 10 activities. You want to have the five honors where, again, you describe your honors in a very limited character count. Um, and if you can put some detail about what the honor is and how you got it, that's great. If you can't fit it in, that's understandable. They do not give you much space for that. Um, so I would say by, you know, by the end of June, by mid-July, you should have 
a finished um, activities list, ideally. Um, you can still edit it absolutely and maybe change things, especially if you're maybe in a summer internship or you have a club that you're starting in the senior year, all those things, you can always go back in and change it. It's not like completed until you submit it. Um, so you wanna have that done. And then school research you need to be doing starting, I mean, I'm sure you've already probably done some, like you've thought of schools that you maybe wanna apply to, maybe your parents have schools in mind that they wanna want you to apply to start doing research on them. Uh, and the more detailed research that you do, the better. So don't just look and say like, okay, they have, um, they have history as a major and I plan on majoring in history, so that's great. You wanna make sure that they have programs or certificates or maybe something unusual. Each school is different. Um, they might start to run together when you're kind of starting to do the research, but you need to keep them really separated as possible and show why they're distinct and special schools that you're interested in applying to. And then the more research that you do on the school research, like keeping track of those special like organizations or programs or certificates that they offer, the better your supplemental essays will be because you'll have notes and be like, oh wait, I can go back and say, this is why I wanna go to that school. This is why like Northwestern is the best because they have a civic engagement certificate. Like, so I'm going to also do that. Or I really wanna double major or I wanna design my own major and this school allows me to, so like, you need to really think about what makes this school special because the idea of a good supplemental essay means that it has to be unique to that school about why you want to go there. Um, so the more research and energy you put in now, the better and more time you save yourself later on. Um, so I think those are the two most kind of important things to get through to through June, maybe towards the beginning of July. School research you'll probably be working on a little bit throughout the summer um, mm -hmm. because you'll revise your school list, you'll kind of talk with your friends and family, get you know information from others, and it's fine, it can keep doing the research. Uh, but come July, you should probably start your personal statement drafting. Um, start with brainstorming, thinking of ideas about what you wanna write about, and then go from there, and then start working on drafts. Have friends read your drafts. Have The more people who can read and give you feedback, the better your essay will be. Um, and it's scary because nobody really loves sharing their work, I don't think. Uh, it makes you feel kind of vulnerable, but that'll make your writing that much better to get an outside perspective on it overall, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I think I would say, don't be afraid to kind of start brainstorming really as early as possible. Like as you're looking at schools, you know, like you said, school research is so important to start early because it really kind mm -hmm. of uh, you know, gives information to the rest of your process. But if you're researching a school and it makes you remember something really cool that happened or an activity that you really love, like make sure to write that down. You know, these don't, this whole process doesn't have to come in like super succinct stages. They can kind of, you know, blend together and kind of flow. Yeah, absolutely. And I think brainstorming happens, like you said, at any time really. Like, I don't know, I always get really good ideas right before I fall asleep. And then I'm like, oh wait, mm -hmm. and then the next day I don't write it down and I forget what it was. So keep a notebook with yourself and like write it down whenever inspiration strikes, um, especially with personal statement ideas, because they kind of, when you're sitting down and like, okay, this is my hour to brainstorm, it's really hard to generate anything kind of good or feeling natural or something that you feel comfortable with. Instead, you know, Keep, it, keep an ongoing journal and keep writing down ideas too. Like when you have conversations with friends or family about it, just be like, oh yeah, this was cool that that happened to me in high school. Let me write this down. All those yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, and a lot of that will come to from just like looking at the application in the schools. Like I said, make sure to look at the prompts in the Common App, you know, sign up for the Common App, look at all of that stuff too, to really kind of get your brain going on yeah. all of those topics. 
Yeah, the prompts can always help you generate. But also the good thing about the Common App prompts is that they're super general. So if you do have an idea that's like a little bit outside of those parameters, there's like another one that's like, write about anything. So then there you go. Um, so yeah, so you do have a lot of leeway in terms of that, but it's a great idea to kind of look at, look at personal statements that are examples, um, kind of get ideas of like what it's supposed to be like and what it's supposed to look like, and then start thinking about your own life too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's kind of kind of what I think of kind of like the hard application components, the stuff you have to write. So, you know, the essay, the activities list, everything like that. Another big part of the application that's, you know, kind of in question right now, but still there is testing. So, you know, in normal years, maybe a lot of students would be done with kind of their standardized testing journey by the summer of the after their senior or before their senior year. But now that everything has been pushed back, you know, there's some people that might not have taken tests. So how much should students kind of worry about that in their summer plans? How much time during their summer should they dedicate to test prep or making sure that they get that test taken? Yeah, that's I mean, a weird year for everybody mm -hmm. so i think that's kind of important to remember is when you're getting stressed about this or feeling overwhelmed that maybe you never had a test date um so you don't have a score that maybe you feel kind of helpless but there are so many other students in the same boat so please don't get worried um a lot of schools are changing their test testing policy overall just for this year at least a lot of them are going test optional because they understand that it's super limited um and i know that like you know, testing keeps getting canceled left and right, and it's hard to predict what's gonna happen in the fall too, even now, thinking about it. So I would say, you know, if you don't have a score at all, I would say, obviously try to sign up for either August or September or October, um, preferably sooner the better. So in case you need to take it more than once. And then in terms of prep, I mean, I guess give yourself at least a month of good time to prep. So like of considerate time, I would spread it out maybe a little bit more, but you know, spending a few hours, maybe an hour or two a day prepping would be good. It just also depends on how good, how comfortable you feel with standardized testing too. Like some students really love it and some not so much. So thinking too about like, is this a strength for you? Is this something that you feel really comfortable about? Um, then maybe, you know, you don't need to spend as much time, but with others you do. And then I would also say like, if you already have a test and like you've already taken it before, um, think about whether it's worthwhile to kind of increase your score. Like if it's going to be like only like 30 points or less on the SAT, like less than 30 points on the SAT, like, is it really worthwhile to retake it? Is it same with like a couple of points on the ACT? Like, let's say you have a 34 on the ACT. Do you really want to take it again just to try to get a 35 or a 36? Like that's not really worth it in my opinion. Um, it's just not worth the time and effort. If you've kind of passed that, passed that threshold score that you want, then you don't need to retake your exam. Your application is about so much more than it's standardized testing. So it's really good to kind of focus on the other aspects as well. Right. There's, you know, kind of no need to obsess just over testing. Like we said, there's all of these other components and especially now that schools are test optional, you know, it's, I think it's easy. I know when I was applying, I was so stressed out about everything. So I think I would have easily kind of fallen into a black hole of just worrying about standardized testing all the time, but it's important to think about other things as well. Yeah. You're more than that's your test score. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very true. Um, so kind of, I guess, stepping away from the application, obviously 
doing things for your application, drafting your application is extremely important to the summer before your senior year. But that's, you know, you can't spend all of your time just writing and drafting. So what other types of activities or just kind of experiences should, should students try to have during this summer? Yeah, I think that's really hard question because it's really limited, especially in terms of like what area of the country you're living in, since we all seem mm-hmm. to be opening at different rates. Um, and some organizations are kind of opening, some are not. Um, so in terms of the activities that you should kind of strive to participate in the summer, like try to continue your usual activities. So if like, let's say you teach Sunday school, try to hold Zoom classes and keep going with it. Um, if you have a certain, if you volunteer already with an organization, talk to them and see what ways you can still contribute. Try to kind of stay consistent with the activities that you already have that you would normally do during the summer. Um, obviously a lot of sports have been canceled. A lot of things have been canceled. It's some internships as well. Um, I think trying to think creatively and also thinking about like social impact and outreach is really important. Like I know a lot of students are stuck at home and so maybe they've created like a blog or like done something where they've kind of, you know, generated, like created a website or something like that. But think about what are you trying to do with that? Like, what's the point? Um, Are you trying to do outreach? Are you trying to do, are you trying to help your community in some way? So finding a way to kind of volunteer and show that aspect is really important. Um, The other thing I think, you know, is like a lot of students are taking like online courses, which is understandable because it makes sense. It's easy. Um, It feels like a very straightforward option. Um, So I think like courses like through sites like Coursera, while they're great to kind of explore new interests for somebody who's going into their senior year, I don't think that holds as much weight on your application as say like maybe checking with your local community college or um, to see if they offer classes for credit. Like if you can take a college level course for credit, that holds a lot more weight than say just taking, getting a certificate on Coursera. So I would kind of recommend that instead. Um, and then the good thing is, is about like local community colleges is that a lot of them are free as well, especially to students who are residents in the area. Um, so that's also totally worthwhile to do because it demonstrates that, you know, you're, it demonstrates not only like your scholastic aptitude, but also that you're somebody who likes to learn and is trying to do so outside of the realm of the classroom. Mm, definitely. I'm kind of interested in that kind of difference between the summers. So, you know, for someone who's a freshman and this is their first summer after, you know, freshman year, Coursera or something might like that might be great. But um, so what is the difference between how, I guess, admissions officers evaluate what you do during the summers? And I guess how important is this summer before senior year compared to other summers? I think it just, I think it kind of boils down to like, when you're younger, you can still explore new things and you should be trying out new things and finding new activities to kind of join um, and finding ways to make your mark. So I would say like ninth grade is for exploration. Like I mentioned, like a lot of students join every single club they can. They're trying to figure out their identity in high school. They're trying to figure out like, where do they kind of fit? What are they interested in? 10th and 11th grade are about honing in on those activities and thinking about like, okay, what do I like about these? Um, How do I take ownership of these activities overall? Um, How do, whether that means, you know, like I said, you don't have to be the president of every club. It'd be really weird and suspect to just start a club like each year and be like, look, I'm president, I'm co-founder and president. Um, Instead, think about how are you gonna take a leadership role? So are you gonna lead a fundraising drive? Uh, Are you going to organize practices? Are you going to, 
um, coordinate something else entirely. So thinking about ownership in 10th and 11th grade, I would say. And then senior year is a lot about, so that summer before senior year and throughout senior year, it's about maintaining kind of consistency and also going a step further. So thinking about how you're showing yourself as an independent thinker and contributor to these organizations, but then also making sure that you don't drop everything. That's kind of the hard part is that senior year suddenly, like you've already balanced schoolwork, extracurriculars, family, friends, everything that you're kind of juggling. And then you add in a whole nother level with applications. So you have to balance all of that and not let anything drop. So you still need to maintain a, you know, a challenging schedule. You still need to maintain your extracurriculars and if not, um, try to kind of enhance them potentially um, while still putting a lot of energy and effort into the applications as well. So it's hard. I think senior year is all about balance. Um, and that's why, again, like we've mentioned, it's like it's so important to get started during the summer because it will really help you throughout the school year as well. Yeah, I think junior year, I think, is kind of notorious for being the hardest or most stressful year. And I think it could be tempting to think like, oh, junior year's over. Now senior year is going to be so easy. I can just kind of relax and have fun and do all my celebrations, which, you know, is hopefully true to some extent, but also there is a lot still going on, especially with your applications. Yeah. Yeah. I think second semester junior year and first semester senior year, that's like the year that's like the hardest um, in terms yeah. of balancing everything. At least for me, it definitely was thinking about applications and trying to figure them out. Um, it's hard. So give, cut yourself some slack and try to get started as early as possible because you need to give yourself every advantage. Yeah, definitely. I know it was definitely the hardest for me. And I think one of the big reasons I think I wanted to, you know, kind of cover this topic is, like I said, junior year is always very stressful. And, you know, I hope students don't think, you know, colleges really care about what happens during your junior year and then junior year is over and it kind of doesn't matter what you do. You know, I can kind of just hang out this summer. I can kind of do whatever I want senior year when that's really not true. Like colleges are still really looking at what you do this summer and what you do, you know, like the first semester of your senior year. Yeah, absolutely. And they also don't want to see a, like a rapid decline after you've already been accepted. They don't want to see that suddenly, mm -hmm. like, okay, wait, they let go of all their classes and now they like, you know, got a C in everything or like failed everything. Mm -hmm. um, they'll have second thoughts about accepting you. So make sure you, consistency is kind of the key. Um, and you should be at the same level, like in terms of your course load, it should be as challenging as it was junior year, if not more so. Um, you got to show them that you're still try striving for excellence and that you're still trying to challenge yourself in every way possible. So if you have like four AP classes that you took junior year, then you need to have at least four that you have senior year. I mean, unless your scheduling is totally off, in which case you're taking like an extracurricular somewhere else. I know that mm -hmm. like, scheduling is hard, um, but trying to kind of maintain like a general level of consistency is really important. Yeah, and I think it's the same with whatever you're doing over the summer. You know, for the past two summers, you've been doing a ton of camps or research or just online courses. You need to keep that up and build on it for the summer as well. You know, you can't have done really great things over the summer and all of a sudden you get to the summer before your senior year and then there's just nothing that is going to look weird as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know there's not like an online equivalent for everything that you've done in the past two summers. So that's when you got to think creatively and be like, hey, wait, what can I do? Like take from my expertise, my knowledge. Like if you were a counselor or camp counselor, think about like, think about all those kids who are stranded at home 
and their parents who are struggling with them at home and think about like, okay, what can I offer? Like whether it's a tutoring service, whether it's like my own online mini camp that I teach um, and with my friends, um, why I teach like two hours a day with them or something or plan activities an hour a day or something for two weeks with them. Um, use that skill and kind of try to translate it into something different for the summer. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely going to be a bit harder this summer just with everything that's going on. But I think it's also the potential for things to be a lot more fulfilling since you kind of have to take ownership and make your own thing. Absolutely. Uh, So we've kind of, I guess, already kind of gone over this with making sure you actually do something with your summer and make it consistent. But do you have any other kind of mistakes that you've seen students make or things that you would want students to avoid doing during the summer before their senior year? It's hard to say. <laughs> I kind of can't really, I think, you know, again, trying a totally new activity, like trying something that's totally out of the realm of your areas of interest. Like think about your application as a story about you, right? It's telling the narrative of who you are. It's not obviously all about you. Like it can't tell your whole story within those however many pages, you're more than your application, but there should be like a cohesive theme to it, right? Something to kind of follow along. So like, you know, whether or not you've been doing science Olympiad for all four years of high school and that you want to go into biology and study that. And then you've also maybe shadowed at a hospital or like interned at a community clinic, all those things. Um, You want to make sure that your activities are consistent in that way. Like you don't want to suddenly introduce like, wait a second, now I'm also going to suddenly like, you know, teach a creative writing class when I have no other activities that kind of point to that interest or any other experiences that point to that interest. It's great to be well-rounded on your application by all means, but if you're kind of just joining things just for the sake of joining them before the before senior year, it's not really worth your time. You want to make sure that it fits in line with like what you're trying to portray to the university or college. You want to make sure that it kind of makes sense overall to the rest of your application. Yeah, you definitely don't want to kind of confuse anything. And it is, I think, kind of a balance between doing nothing at all and Mm -hmm. doing too much that is kind of random or will be kind of confusing to look at on an application. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to make the admissions officer confused. That's kind of the opposite of what you're trying to do. (laughs) Um, And yeah, you should be working on application counseling. You should I mean, application doing your application, you should be working on um your activities and everything but it's also summer so do try to like balance and like have fun and relax a little bit because you don't want to get burned out before senior year either yeah that's definitely very very important as much as we talk about being productive you know you are still in high school you know you did just have a very stressful junior year you're gonna have more stress to come so make sure you take all the time you can to kind of relax and just chill out yeah absolutely So do you have any kind of last words of wisdom or kind of tips for students uh, about what they should be doing this summer just before I let you go? Oh, when I was talking about school research. um, So one thing that I would kind of mention was when you're doing school research, because it looks very different now because you can't visit campuses um, and you can't maybe have the same interactions you would have had if you were applying last year. And I know a lot of students had plans to visit schools during the summer break and they had like a whole list of schools they're going to go see and by region or whatever and they can't do that anymore. Um, I think start thinking of alternatives about how you're going to understand what a campus is like. So 
don't only look at the school's website. That's really important because it's kind of the main source of information about like what they offer in terms of programs, in terms of extracurriculars, in terms of all the classes and everything. Um, but the school website is still like one tool of many, like one source of many. So like you need to keep that in mind. And it's also for marketing. So you also need to keep in mind how they're marketing um, the school towards you. But a lot of schools now are doing virtual information sessions, which are so, so useful. Um, so where you can meet with admissions officers that kind of give you the whole spiel about the school. And then they also answer any questions that you might have. So sign up for those, go sit in on them, keep notes about the schools, think about pros and cons and think critically. Like if there's something that you don't like about the school, then don't try to per convince yourself to apply there. Um, there are so many schools to choose from. Like you can really, you don't have to apply just to a school because of the name of it or because somebody wants you to go there. Um, but that said, like virtual information system sessions are great, not only for you, but also for your family. If your parents want to be involved in your school research, this is a great chance for them to sit in too, so that they can kind of ask their questions about the school, about the college or the university and, you know, get some answers without you feeling like you have to research them and find them for them. Um, so I highly recommend taking time this summer to do that because it's pretty easy. Um, and then, you know, I know a lot of students look in other sources like College Confidential and Reddit um, and YouTube. I do find YouTube kind of useful because they have a lot of a day in the life of videos that are not only by the admissions office, but also by just like random students who are like, I'm just gonna film myself today. Um, and that's always kind of really interesting to see those unfiltered, less filtered, I guess, um, videos to kind of get a sense of like, what does it look like to like wake up and go to my philosophy class or to like run to, the campus center and grab like a really disgusting lunch. Like what does that look like in general? Um, so those are all kind of great ways to do school research that maybe isn't as straightforward as we think of when we're like looking through the FIS guide, looking at US News World Report, trying to trust the rankings, all those things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of kind of new virtual opportunities that are coming up. And I think, like you said, a lot of students over spring break and over the summer plan these huge road trips and all of these fun things. It's it's definitely very disappointing that that's not there. But like you said, there's yeah. there's a ton of opportunities for, you know, like live events and kind of panels and things like that that you should definitely take advantage of over the summer. Well, thank you so much for talking with us about all of this. I think it's super helpful. And I hope that, you know, now that it's mid-June, that our seniors, our rising seniors are really, really starting to kind of put in the work and think about all of this. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Like we said during this episode, this summer can be very stressful for those rising seniors, but it is very important to take advantage of to work as hard as you can on your application and to also really work on your profile. Like we said, continuing those activities you're doing uh, and really just continuing to get involved with things you're interested in. So I know this can be extremely stressful. So I've linked our blog in the description, which has a ton, a ton of resources by our admissions experts about all parts of the application from the activities list to the personal statement like we were talking about. 
I've also put a link in the description where you can sign up for a free consultation with one of our admissions experts. So if you're looking for some extra help on those applications, if you're looking for some advice from someone who knows the ins and outs of the entire process, I would highly recommend signing up for a consultation there. Uh, that's all for now. I hope you'll join me next time as we continue our journey inside the admissions office. Thank you.